Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. sometimes low moments when you won't want to get out of bed you just want to stay there at times you won't want to come out the house it's hard living life is hard it's hard handling just the tragedies of life it's hard when you're working on something and and you put everything you have in it and it doesn't work out, you lose your money and other people's money. It's hard. You will go through things and while you're going through them, you can't understand why it's happening to you. And it's in these moments right now that so often we feel like backing down. What is it that will make it worth it for you to face the rejections? What is it that will make it worth it for you to brainstorm and not be intimidated and say, I can do this. What is it that will make it worth it for you to raise the bar on yourself and say, I've got some more stuff in me. What is it that will make it for you when you want to give up and things are working against you? What is it that will help you get back up again? A man's character is not judged after he celebrates a victory by but but by what he does when his back is against the wall. So no matter how great the setback, how severe the failure, you never give up. You're going to fail. You're going to make some mistakes. You got to fight. You will have opposition. Things are going to happen to you in life. It's called life and it's not personal. Stuff's going to happen. Sure, you might lose comfort and sleep. Sure. It might be frightening, but so what? The darker the night, the brighter the morning. You will fail your way to success. It doesn't matter how many times you fail. It doesn't matter how many times people tell you that you can't do it. It doesn't matter if you don't have a dime in the bank. The thing that's causing you pain today actually has purpose in your life. Every season you can learn. Every season you can grow. Every challenge is developing you. That which does not kill you, will make you stronger. It's the obstacles in our life, it's the hardships, it's the mountains that we climb that make life worth living. But the mountain's not supposed to stop you. Your mountain has the materials for your miracle. Your conditions are not always in your control. You don't always get to decide what kind of skies you face. There are some things that are outside of your control, but your courage is in your control. Take that leap of faith. 
Trust yourself and know within yourself that everything is going to be all right. The harder the battle, the sweeter the victory. Oh, it's sweet to you. It's good to you. Why? See, when you when it's hard and there's a struggle, see, what you become in the process is more important than the dream. That's far more important. The kind of person you become, the character that you build, the courage that you develop, the faith that you're manifesting. Oh, it's, it's something that you get up in the morning, you look yourself in the mirror, you're a different kind of person. You walk with a different kind of spirit. And people know that you know what life is, that you have embraced life. You knew it was hard, but you did it hard. And welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast that pissed off shitbag Steve Commanders and cost my daddy his job and then pissed them off yet again with his number one book, Mental Health Barricade, on Amazon. And now your host, my Uncle Mike and best-selling author, my daddy. Fuck you, Commanders. Up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to you. another episode of the Roll Call Room podcast. I feel like it's been absolutely forever since we've done an episode. So much has gone on since the last episode. Uh, so many things behind the scenes. Uh, I will try and get to them all. Uh, Mike is not with us. He is working. He's working like crazy. Um, him and I both. So, um, I know it's been about a week, maybe two weeks since we put an episode out because we've just been so busy behind the scenes. So, um, thank you everybody for your emails and your messages about what was going on. Uh, no, we're not shutting the show down quite the opposite. Uh, it's actually about to ramp up even more. Um, we just got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, if you've been watching or listening to the show, you know that, uh, we, uh, get, we're getting ready to open up the roll call room cafe, which is a coffee shop here in Northern Virginia, uh, in the Dumfries area. So if you're local, um, I know a lot of you are local fans, uh, come on by, have a cup of coffee. Uh, this will actually be the last episode that we do in the studio, uh, we'll be moving to a studio that was built inside of the cafe, which is pretty cool. Um, pretty psyched about that, uh, mostly because I get out of my basement, and uh, because this <laughs> this studio has uh, some some old demons that need to be exercised, uh, and I think it's good to have a fresh start. Um, we're thinking about doing a spinoff show. Um, 
called Coffee with Cops, uh, Coffee and Cops, or something of that sort. Um, we're going to have a lot of local police officers coming into the cafe. Um, we really want uh, we really want um, our cafe to be a safe place, especially now with the current climate. Uh, we want our local uh, police officers to be able to go to have a good cup of coffee and be able to shoot the shit and not have to worry about getting fucking murked out or, uh, you know, as somebody making their drink that puts fucking bleach in it or whatever. Uh, so we're pretty pumped about that. Um, had the local police chief, uh, Dumfries, uh, town of Dumfries police department chief come by, uh, shot the shit with him for about an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, really solid dude. Really, really good to see, uh, chief like that really, um, officer, uh, focused, really good with morale guys been through a lot of shit. So, um, it's kind of good to, to see somebody that's in that position. Uh, it's kind of a small department, uh, 10, to 12 people, 10 to 12 people, uh, really small town. So, uh, it's good, um, that he gets to hand select his people. It was good talking to him, talking to him about his experiences, um, being in law enforcement. We've both pretty much been in law enforcement for the same amount of time. And, um, really, really was really refreshing to see a chief that, uh, does believe that mental health is a big, huge issue right now. And that community policing is a big issue. And there's some other stuff going on in the media. Um, you know, I just was very interested to see how he was handling the anti-police climate and, and, uh, stuff like that. So, um, kudos to him. I really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, and I look forward to, to talking to him as well in the future. So, um, got a ton of emails from people about, um, Brianna Taylor. Uh, we're going to talk about that after the break. Um, I really didn't pay too much attention to that case. Uh, I, I had known that the Louisville, um, town of Louisville or, or county or whatever the fuck they are, um, had settled, uh, for $12 million and it was fairly quickly they settled, um, with her family. And, uh, I really didn't know very much about it. And of course I, you know, whatever I saw in the news or on social media certainly did not look good. Um, but the more I dove into it, I was like, uh, this is definitely something that I need to kind of, uh, talk about, especially, uh, if you haven't followed the case, uh, you need to, I'm going to give you a website where you can go on and read the transcripts. They're just fucking unbelievable. Um, so, uh, we got that going on. So the cafe been working nonstop, uh, from morning to night, uh, getting this thing ready, uh, to open. We're super proud of it. Um, you know, uh, uh, our buddy at Peacemaker Coffee Company got me started in roasting coffee and, you know, bagging it up and selling it and, um, really enjoyable, great stress reliever, and, um, probably the best coffee I've ever tasted in my life. Um, which, um, you know, Peacemaker Coffee Company, um, if you guys haven't tried, check them out, you need to. Um, so he's kind of like my mentor, um, when it comes to the coffee shit. So, um, been working on that and, um, a couple of other things. we got a new sponsor, Supreme Whiskey Stones, um, holiday season's coming up. So if you're looking for a gift for, um, you know, a significant other or a supervisor who's not a prick or, you know, like your lieutenant who's not a fucking asshole and you're looking for a gift, uh, Supreme Whiskey Stones, I love them. They sent over, uh, Hector sent over, 
uh, two etched in glass, our logo etched in glass, coffee mugs, glass mugs with a 50 caliber bullet lodged in it. And uh, it's absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, I got to send Mike his. Um, I'll probably send it to him when I send his books. Um, so love those guys. Check them out. Uh, holiday season's coming up, so get the orders in. Uh, if you got like your badge or something like that that you want to have etched, uh, reach out to those guys. Um, super stoked. Ten Eight Memes put their uh, first episode out. Um, was kind of cute. They put it out on October eighth at ten oh eight in the morning. Uh, and I listened to the first episode and it was, uh, solid, really, really solid. Good job. Um, really love them. Check them out. Uh, if you're not following them on Instagram, check them out. Uh, we had him on the show. He was uh, hilarious. We played, played law enforcement family feud and did a good job. Uh, and my buddy Logan, um, uh, we've had him on the show. He's coming back on the show later on this week. We're going to record another episode with him. Uh, he's about to put his own, uh, podcast out. So I've been helping him behind the scenes, uh, with him getting his podcast up. A really good dude. Really love his message, love his energy. Uh, so he's about to drop his trailer this week. Uh, and then we're going to have him on the show and see what's going on, see how he's doing. Um, so check him out. Uh, once he releases what it's, uh, what the name of it and everything is, then I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll release it, uh, uh, to you guys. So you know what's going on. Um, so, um, back to the coffee shop. So what took a really, really long time with the coffee shop and what I didn't realize was, is that the anti-police climate really does, uh, transfer over to the real estate world, uh, which you wouldn't think would be the case, but it is. Um, so every time that we would look for a property to, to lease, um, we would have some sort of resistance because our, our our, our branding and our business model is law enforcement. And a lot of landlords don't want to rent to um, a place that may get vandalized or, um, you know, with the current climate, the fear of not having any business, uh, which, which was very disturbing because um, one, you can't do that legally, but, you know, of course they do it anyway. But it was disheartening, but we found a really, really good property, good landlord and, uh, landlords, uh, loved our business model and, and wants to franchise it, which, you know, we pumped the brakes on because we haven't even got the first one up. So, um, a couple of folks, uh, have stopped by and looked, uh, looked at it. Daryl, great fan of the show, um, traveled down, uh, while we were still under construction and then came down again with his wife. And, uh, he got to see what it looked like. And then like a couple days after that, the place looked completely different from when he saw it. So, uh, just grinding, just grinding every day, doing all the construction ourselves, all the, the flooring and the bar and I mean, everything, just everything on my own. Um, uh, just trying to, just trying to save a little coin. Uh, so, um, I just got a text message. That's funny. I just got a text message from Logan that he's about to drop his preview. So that's good. Um, so that's pretty good. So you guys, as soon as I release this, then go check out his trailer. So, uh, so, uh, been doing that. We've been doing a lot of, um, online sales, selling our coffee, mailing it out. I know uh, quite a few of you have ordered it. 
Uh, sorry, it took a little bit of time to get it out there, but while we were doing construction, we're also roasting coffee, coffee and I really should have filmed uh, this whole thing because it's just, uh, it's been absolutely funny to watch. Um, I have never injured myself as many times as I've injured myself constructing this coffee shop. I've got wounds and band-aids all over my fingers from cutting them to slicing them to squeezing them to you name it. I've done it. Um, those of you that laid down floor, uh, flooring, um, when you hammer in the flooring and your finger is in between the two panes of wood, um, doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel really good. So don't do that. Um, so on top of that, I, uh, I started, um, a, a new job, which is awesome. Uh, it's work from home, which is even more awesome. Uh, and it's in the investigative world, which is super awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, good money helps as well. So that's good. Uh, so I'm not in my basement unemployed anymore, which is fantastic. I love that. Um, you know, and it looks like I want to keep my fingers crossed. It looks like the negativity from my former agency has all but stopped. I think mostly because, um, there hasn't been anything for me to, to talk about with them. Uh, mostly because I just don't give a fuck anymore. Uh, it's kind of like the Titanic, you know, like once it was underwater, there's really not much you can do about it anymore. It's just fucking, uh, this, the ship has sunk. So, you know, there's nothing I'm going to do that's going to change that. And, um, you know, the folks I had, um, I had a, a former coworker. It's kind of funny. I just came from the cafe and a former coworker stopped by. And we were standing outside and he was like, you know, do you hear from anybody from the old agency, you know, from, from Alexandria? And I said, no, I don't hear from anybody. And, and him and I both said the same thing. It's very sad um, how thin the thin blue line is, is that, you know, once you leave an agency or once you leave this profession, uh, people that you helped save their jobs or people that you have, um, you know, you've partnered up with and you've gone through shit with, uh, they tend to disappear. Their positional equity friends or, or associates, um, and that's very, very sad. And that's why it's very important for you to have a life outside of law enforcement. Like that can't be the only fucking thing that you do is work day in and day out. Uh, because when that goes, uh, or when that disappears, or you retire, or whatever means of you exiting, um that's a huge, huge void that you're going to have to fill because these people do not follow you. You talk to some of these folks that, uh, you know, that's, that have retired, ask them how often people reach out to them, ask them how often people check in and see how they're doing. It's not, it's not a lot. It's like maybe one or two people if you're lucky. Um, so, uh, it was good to see him though. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing him. Um, I, like I said, I really don't talk to anybody from my old agency. Uh, matter of fact, I have, um, I have taken all of them off of Facebook. I've also banned, banned all of them from the roll call room Facebook, uh, page. Um, mostly because, um, you know, you never know where the leaks are. You never know where the the fake people are that were creating fake accounts and shit like that. So it was just easier just to ban all of them. 
uh, they want to listen to the show, it's free. I mean, they can just go on Spotify or iTunes or wherever. But uh, as far as seeing our content on Facebook, um, you know, definitely much rather distance myself. Um, I just, I don't have the fight in me anymore, quite honestly. It just, it just takes a toll on you. It takes a toll on your mental health. Um, and speaking of which, so the, my book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Law Enforcement, uh, Poor Law Enforcement Leadership, uh, it is, you know, still doing really, really well on Amazon. It's number five right now. Uh, I can't believe it. We dropped it July 9th. And here we are, October, um, what is today? Uh, the 12th. And, uh, you know, it's still, uh, it's number five. I just can't, I cannot believe it in the, my wildest imagination. Uh, if you are listening to this and you haven't gotten around to reading it or, you know, uh, money's tight, especially um, now with what's going on, just shoot me an email, nick at rollcallroom.com. I'm going to send you a electronic copy for you to read. Um, I have a whole bunch of them that I, that I give out, um, mostly cause it's not about the money. Uh, to be honest, uh, it's definitely not about the money. Uh, but I want, uh, folks to read this. I want you to read this, especially if you're five to 15 years on the job. Um, you need to read this book. Uh, and it's not just because I wrote it because I listened to it on audible and I have to tell you, there's a lot of stuff that I wrote in there that I listened to what I wrote. And it's really, really, um, it's really weird. It's, it's like, um, I'm like, it's a surreal moment. It's like, I can't believe I wrote that. Like, it's so fucking true. Like, and I look back and I, and I think about like all the, the fucked up shit that like I, I, I went through and I'm like, holy shit, man, that is, I wish somebody would have told me about that. Like when I was coming up, you know? Um, I just wish that somebody was there to, to be real and honest and be like, Hey, listen, uh, you know, be careful of this and be careful of that. And, you know, I just wish that somebody would have done that. Um, but, uh, it's only 119 pages long. Uh, and I purposely did that, uh, because as cops, we really have very short attention span. And, uh, I don't fear anything like me. I don't even read books. I do audible and I really like it. Uh, I hired this really cool dude that did my audio for my audible book. Uh, solid dude, really good job on it. Um, so I like listening to him. Uh, he's not monotone or anything, so that's kind of important. Um, so check that out. Um, so while, man, while we were in between episodes, um, I couldn't believe that Van Halen died. I was out shopping uh for the cafe i was with my wife and i was shopping for um flavor syrups of all things this is what my life is folks like i'm, I'm shopping for flavor syrups and uh i get this alert that van halen fucking died and uh if you're not a van halen fan i'm sorry uh but if you have, are a Van Halen ha fan, then you, you got to be like devastated, like I was. Like I was, I was genuinely upset about it. Like Van Halen was like a big, huge, like portion of my, of my life. Like I listened to Van Halen, even on the job. Like, man, so many good, good songs uh, from Van Halen. Whether or not you're a Hagar or David Lee Roth fan, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's still Van Halen playing the fucking guitar. Um, 
But yeah, it was so sad to, to, to see that he died of cancer so young, so crazy. Um, so uh, I figured this whole episode, I'm just going to pay, pay respect to Van Halen and just play fucking Van Halen uh, during break and coming out of break and shit like that. So, um, so yeah, that's what's been going on, folks, for like two weeks that we've been uh, in between episodes. Um, uh, I've had the chance to catch up on a lot of podcasts that I genuinely don't get to listen to when I was like, you know, really, really busy with the podcast and trying to find a fucking job and dealing with, you know, bullshit behind the scenes with, uh, the feud, uh, between my former host and I, and, and just wasting a valuable family time that I should not have been wasting. Um, so now I've had a lot of time during construction, you know, put my AirPods in and, um, I was listening to Joe Rogan. I caught up on and, uh, your mom's house podcast with, uh, Tom Segura and Christina P. Um, 10, eight, I got to listen to his, uh, war stories. I got to listen to a couple of theirs, which is awesome. Ruck up, uh, my buddy, uh, William Young, Bill Young. I got to catch up on his. Um, which I really like to do. These are all good podcasts, folks. So if you're not following them, you, you, you got to follow them. So uh, good, good ones. Um, so uh, Blue Falcon Radio is another one I follow. That's another really, really good one. So I was listening to Joe Rogan's um, show, and um, Joe had uh, Jocko. Uh, if you don't follow, uh, follow um, uh, Jocko Willick, um, you gotta, you gotta check him out. He's a former Navy SEAL officer. He has his own podcast. Uh, Will, Wilnick, 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 I think. Yeah. Jocko. Let me just look it up. Uh, so he had, uh, Jocko on and I listened to it and, um, I'm going to go to break real quick and then we're going to come back and I want to play you something from that. And I, I was working on the bar when I was listening to this I was building the bar and it literally stopped me in my tracks and I stopped doing what I was doing and sat uh, on the chair and listened to this intently. Um, it's very long. It's three hours long. I mean, I can't sit through three hours of a podcast, but um, I'm going to play an excerpt, excerpt from it when we uh, come back from break uh, and then we'll talk about it. So. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to get into it. All right. All right, folks, I'll see you in a minute. Hey folks, it's Nick from the Roll Call Room Podcast. Hey, I want to tell you about a brand new sponsor that we have, Supreme Whiskey Stones. Let me tell you about Supreme Whiskey Stones. They have made us a couple of etched glass things, and I absolutely love it. They sent over two coffee mugs for Mike and I with a 50 caliber bullet lodged in it with our logo etched in it. And... I freaking love it. I can't even use it because I like it so much. I just don't want to ruin it. So the holiday season is coming up, folks. 
Uh, it's a great gift for a significant other in law enforcement or a supervisor or a commander that actually you like. Uh, you can go on SupremeWhiskeyStones.com and order from them. I'm telling you right now, you will not be disappointed. So check them out, SupremeWhiskeyStones.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back from break. One of my favorite uh, songs from Van Halen. I love that fucking song. So before we went on break, I was talking about uh, Joe Rogan uh, had um, Jocko Willink on his show. Uh, it's episode 1492. So just in case you, uh, you want to know the actual episode number. And if you know anything about Joe, Joe does not shy away from anything political, controversy, controversial, or anything like that. So uh, what struck me with this was that he started talking about law enforcement. He started talking about um, you know, what the issues are. Now, I don't fully agree with some of the stuff that Jocko and Joe were talking about when it comes to law enforcement. Um, you know, I don't agree with it 100%, but there were key parts in this interview that I thought were pretty, pretty damn accurate, pretty, pretty well done. So, um, I fast forward this clip here and I want you guys to listen to it. Um, and, uh, you know, then we'll talk about it a little bit and I'll kind of segue into the Brianna Taylor thing, um, that's going on. So, uh, here you go. And then you have this George Floyd thing and then Boom. It just ignites the power keg. The other thing that you have to wrap around all this is this social media, which mm. is, you know, I'm only going to post things that are just going to completely make everyone that sees whatever I'm posting emotional and and filled with rage. Whether you're on the left or you're on the right, my goal is to enrage people. That's mm. the goal. And then that just gets spun up over and over. So you're taking all these little incidents and you're multiplying times thousands and thousands of views. Yeah. No. And, and then on top of that, mainstream media is the same thing, right? It's not like there's this huge difference between what the mainstream media shows and what social media. They're both, it's both emo emotional media, just trying to make people emotional, which is the worst possible thing. No one makes good decisions when they're emotional. No. I spent... My adult life trying to train humans to not get emotional in pressure situations. Why? Because it's going to end up bad every single time, every single time. And yet that's what our that's what our society is based on right now. But it's based on these emotional reactions. Yeah, because of social media, I think, and because of things like YouTube and user created content where anybody can kind of make videos. So many things are vying for folks attention that mainstream media has resorted to clickbaity type shit whether it's uh, New York Times articles, which, you know, used to be beyond reproach, that they've gone social justice warrior and clickbaity. And all these other websites are 100% clickbaity. That's the only way they can get people to pay attention. Like I saw like the, the dumbest fucking article 
I couldn't believe how dumb it was. It was an article on Ozark. It's like, has Ozark been canceled? And I'm like, fuck, they canceled that show? That show's amazing. So then I click on the article. The entire article is about a guy who couldn't find season one on Ozark <laughs> because there was a glitch and then he found it. And so it's not canceled. So the whole article was just bullshit. Yeah. But they got me. They get everybody. They got you to click. They, they got, got their advertising click. dollars because they can show the yeah. engagement with the audience. Exactly. Well, here's a good one. CNN showed uh, a guy got shot yesterday in San Bernardino. Um, a Hispanic man got shot in San Bernardino. So that's the title. The title of the article is Hispanic man gets gunned down by the police in San Bernardino. What they leave out is the guy had a gun and was shooting at the cops. So this guy's got a gun. There's photos of this gentleman with a gun, and there's a cop on his knees about to shoot the guy. The guy's standing in front of a gas station. There's gas pumps. I mean, I, I maybe he felt like they wouldn't shoot at him because the gas tanks were right behind him. The, the, the pumps were right behind him. But why would they leave that out? Guy with gun in gunfight with cops dies is the right <laughs> title, not Hispanic man gunned down by cops. Like They're literally trying to incite anger and violence they know that you read that and you say hispanic man shot by cops like these motherfuckers they're murderers they won't stop and they leave out this picture of this man with a gun pointing it you're looking at me like i'm gonna say some kind of really profound <laughs> answer i got nothing for you, you because it. because you're, you're exactly right that what is it what are they set up that headline for it's to outrage people yes. anyone that actually opens it up and reads it would actually probably say something like hmm sounds like the cops did a good job on that one and killed a bad guy before he blew up a gas station and killed a bunch of innocent people but that's that's obviously not that i mean no. think if you try to write a headline the other way of right. how these heroic cops face man with gun eliminate him before he can cause terror in this neighborhood that would be a nice headline to read but you're not going to see it. You're not going to see that. Not today. Because <laughs> it's not going to drive enough people yeah. crazy. So uh, I felt compelled to play that because that kind of sets up the, um, I mean, Joe and, and Jocko are, are spot on. I mean, that's what we're dealing with now is mainstream media. It's emotional media. I love that term, emotional media, which is, is you know, you can do everything right. You can do 100% right. And the mainstream media um, you know, has gone social justice warrior. Um, you know, they've gone the, the style of, um, you know, clickbaiting and, and, and ratings driven. Uh, it's not about truth anymore. It's not, uh, how well you do the job. Uh, and I have to commend, um, Joe Rogan and, and Jocko that, you know, uh, Joe's very smart dude. I really like him because, uh, you know, he'll tell you how he feels. You may not agree with his opinions, but, uh, he doesn't shy away from telling you uh, things are bullshit. Uh, so I, I do like that. Um, and it kind of reminded me of the Breonna Taylor um, incident. And if you haven't like looked at it, I'll give you a, a, a rundown of how the media reported it, which was uh, Louisville Police Department goes, uh, they do a, a drug investigation, very intensive drug investigation. And um, they get a warrant to, um, execute a search warrant at, uh, Brianna Taylor's apartment, which they did a lot of back work, which we'll get to. 
um, and her boyfriend, who's Kenneth Walker, um, for narcotics. So they go there. They um, all have body cams on. Uh, they do a um, a warrant. They knock on the door. Um, shots ring out from the inside out. Uh, and when that happens, um, Sergeant Mattingly with the Louisville Police Department gets struck. So there's body cam footage of him being dragged out, um, dragged behind a car for cover, uh, and he's injured. All right. And then they were uh, SWAT returns fire uh, during the return. Brianna Taylor gets struck and she's killed uh, almost immediately uh, or fairly uh, quickly. Um, Louisville, um, they settle with the family for twelve million dollars. So they, they they cut them a check for twelve million bucks. And on the face of this, when you look at what the media reported, you're like, well, yeah, that, well, that makes sense. They were, they were doing a search warrant for Kenneth Walker and then Kenneth's girlfriend gets, you know, she gets blasted and she gets killed. And, you know, the media is like, she's a paramedic and she blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I was guilty of it. I look at this and I'm like, wow, man, this is really bad. Louisville, this isn't looking good. You know, this is like, Minnesota all over again, or, you know, Ferguson or whatever. And then you start peeling back the layers and I'm like, all right, well, first let me, let me see what this Kenneth Walker guy is. And then you do research on him and you see, you know, he's got multiple run-ins with the law and narcotics and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, I never like to uh, blame a victim, you know, because they're not around to defend themselves. So I start looking into Brianna Taylor and I start doing my own research and discover, yeah, she was a paramedic and she got fired for stealing narcotics off of an ambulance a year ago. Uh, and then I do further investigating and I find out that she's on jail tapes all day long with Kenneth Walker and a couple other people from jail, uh, basically uh, brokering narcotic deals uh, via jail tapes. Uh, so those of you that are in law enforcement, you got to kind of see how this picture is being painted. So you can't sit there and play the babe in the woods routine that you don't know that your boyfriend is a narcotics dealer. Um, and you know, you, you're in a situation where you're at a trap house. That's basically what, what that apartment was that they were in was a trap house. And, um, so then I do some more investigating and I find out that Louisville releases treasure trove of everything, transcripts of interviews, pictures, everything. Uh, and you can do it. It's uh, you can look at it yourself while you're looking at while you're listening. It's Louisville slash police dot org. And you can go on there. Just type in um, Kenneth Walker. You can even type in the case number, which is 20 dash zero one nine. And um, on here is a transcript with. Um, so Sergeant Amanda Seal um, interviews Kenneth Walker after the shooting at three fifty three in the morning. And, um, I, there's so much, there's 413 pages of this transcript, so I'm not going to sit here and read all of it, but on page seven, uh, I want to read you this excerpt so that you can kind of paint an idea of what was going on. Um, uh, Kenneth goes, so there's a loud bang at the door. She pops up out of her sleep, meaning Brianna. Uh, it scared her to death. Me too. Like, who is that? I was honestly thinking it was Liss. Cause we've been on and off together, whatever, for like seven years or whatever. So there was a guy that she was messing with 
or whatever through that time, you know, and he popped over that there once before while I was there like a couple of months ago. So that's what I thought was going on. So there's a loud boom at the door. First thing she said was, who's that? No response. So we like, what the heck? We both get, get up, start putting on clothes. Another knock at the door. She's like, who is that? Loud at the top of her lungs. No response. So I'm like, what the heck? So then I grab my gun, which is legal. Like I'm licensed to carry everything. I've never even fired my gun outside of the range. I'm scared to death. So she says, there's another knock at the door. She's yelling at the top of her lungs. And I'm, I am too at this point. Who is that? No answer. No response. No nothing. So we like, what the heck? We both just see what I have on, grab the nearest thing. There aren't even mine. These are hers. Like, so we both just putting on something to get, to go answer the, the door. So who's knocking at the door at that late night? So when he, when we came out, when we get out of the um, bed or whatever, like walking towards the door, the like the door like comes like off the hinges. So I just let off one shot like I can still see who is who is it or anything. So now the door is like flying open. I let one shot and then all of a sudden there's a whole lot of shots. And like we both just dropped the, to the ground and the gun fell right over there. And I kicked it cause I'm like scared to death. Like now we're seeing lights and stuff. So I was looking around, okay, it's the police. There's a lot of yelling and stuff. So there's just shooting and like, we're both on the ground. Then we all, then we all the shots stop. I'm panicking. She's right there on the ground, like bleeding and yelling. So that's a, that's like an excerpt from, from there. So, I mean, my, my Leo, um, brothers and sisters, when I read that excerpt, the reason why I chose that excerpt was what's interesting, what's interesting about that is you have somebody, uh, who says that they're legally allowed to own a gun. And I believe he's a convicted felon. So I don't know how, you know, I don't know how Louisville runs, but, uh, we don't allow that up here in Virginia. So, so my man Kenneth over here admits during his interview, he lets the first round off. Now, you you say that you've never fired a gun outside of the range. So you've obviously gone to the range. You've been taught, um, you know, range rules. You don't shoot at things just because uh, you don't know who the fuck is answering the door. And the thing about it is, is he openly admits that he shoots off one round and then a barrage of gunshot, you know, gunshots ring out. Um, one, it wasn't just one shot. It was multiple shots. There is also speculation, which I should have read on up on before I got on the air, but um, that during his initial interview, when he's pulled out of the apartment, he says that Brianna is the one that fired, uh, fired rounds as well. Now, if you look on social media, there's multiple pictures of Brianna and him, um, together holding firearms. She's holding an automatic rifle. Uh, he's holding a handgun. I mean, it's just, it's just so much. So like the babe in the woods routine just doesn't, it doesn't jive. It doesn't flow. Um, and the other thing is, is these are situations that you've created, which is, is if you open fire during a search warrant, you don't think that we're going to return fire. Um, you know, we don't know who the person is that's firing. Um, 
is it tragic that somebody lost their life? Absolutely. But these are the, these are the cards that were dealt when you're, you know, when you're indiscriminately firing through a door. Um, and I believe that's how Sergeant Mattingly was struck. Uh, but like I said, there wasn't just one round. I mean, he says he only fired one round. Um, so the whole situation's just fucked up. Like, uh, you know, I don't understand how Louisville um, settles out of court that quickly. I just don't understand it, especially that they had access to all of this, uh, the transcripts and the treasure trove of shit that Louisville gave. I just don't understand. And, you know, you folks out there, you need to be cognizant of this stuff because I've talked to many of you offline and I, I say the same thing as you're one good stop away from getting fired or arrested. It used to be one bad stop away from getting fired or arrested. It now doesn't even matter if it's right or it's wrong. Um, you know, the news media will fucking fry you. Your agencies will take 10 steps away from you. The jurisdiction that you work in, the city, county, or town, or whatever whatever you, you know, fall under, man, they are thinking about one thing and one thing li- is, which is liability, liability. And, uh, you know, you got to be cognizant of that. You need to make sure that you're very good at articulating. No case law. I mean, it's imperative that you know case law. I can't tell you how many people that are fans of the show reach out that have been pulled into internal investigations and they try and fry them over something and they have to educate II or IAB about case law, like, you know, the Carroll doctrine or, or Terry stop or all these other, other case laws. Like it's incredible that if you're not knowledgeable and you don't brush up on your, your, your skills, as far as what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do, you are going to fry. So, you know, we have a lot of downtime in our profession right now. You should be reading up on case law. You should be quizzing each other. You should be helping each other out because I'm telling you, um, you know, it's the difference between a sustained complaint and an unfounded complaint. Um, you know, know, know your shit. Uh, that's the only thing I could tell you, know your shit. And if you're a newer officer, you definitely should know your shit because you just got out of the academy. So uh, I won't spend too much time on that. I mean, I just wanted to wanted to get that out about uh, that case. There's so much more going on. You know, there's so much shit going on in Portland and Seattle and, you know, Chicago and all these other things. We've got the election coming up. It's just it's one crazy thing after another. So um, we will um, we have our anniversary coming up. I cannot believe that it's been a year. So October 27th, 2019 was when we dropped the first episode. Um, it is absolutely amazing that we've made it a year, uh, and that we have as many listeners as we do. And and thank you all for sticking with us, especially through transition times and, you know, feuds and all this other crap that was going on. Uh, many have tried to, um, derail the show. Many have tried to reproduce the show. Many have tried to rip off the show, but here we are a year later and it still remains. So, uh, we will be releasing a a anniversary episode on the 27th of October. I'm really excited about that. Uh, we hopefully will be in the new studio by then. Um, and I was remiss in the first segment. Um, if you're interested in ordering our coffee and having it delivered, you can go to rollcallroomcafe.com. Uh, go on there and you can order our coffee, have it delivered. Uh, I will personally roast it for you uh, and I will uh, ship it out to you. Uh, so uh, that is all I have for this episode. 
Uh, I hope everybody is doing okay. If you're not, please use the resources that are available to you. Copline, uh, you know, a lot of PTSD uh, organizations out there. I know it's tough. You got to always reach out to me, Nick at rollcallroom.com. You can reach out to Mike, Mike at rollcallroom.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. So, um, you know, use the resources that are available. I'm always here um, to help whenever I can. So, uh, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in uh, and being patient for us not releasing an episode last week. Um, and Mike will be back for the next one, I hope, with Logan. If not, it'll be just me and Logan. Uh, if it is with Mike, then we definitely got to play. <laughs> we definitely have to play a game because we know that Mike loves those. All right, folks, take it easy and be safe.